Hello, everybody, and welcome back to For Your Run. I am Sean, and I'm it Blair. makes Blair laugh every time. <laughs> and I'm, I said my own name this time. You I'm did. Blair, not Blaine, Brooke, or Blake. Blair. Ah, I was going to introduce you as... Uh, Blaine? Brain. Brooke, well, you know, Blaine. <laughs> that one's dead. <laughs> my brain is no longer <laughs> able to process anything. <laughs> I've hit a wall. I've hit a wall. Uh, I think you have hit a wall that many of us have hit called um, 2021. That's what yes. we've hit. Yes, um, I, I agree. And back yeah. to school. So add tw- like a little recipe of like brain failure. <laughs> it yeah. would be like 2021 with a sprinkle of middle school and right. somehow figuring out back to school routines and, yes. you know. Yes, yes, <laughs> Yeah. And, like a witch's brew in a cauldron. And now we're all playing this game of uh, fall races, a concept, maybe. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And uh, so I, I did get to travel this past you did. week. I, I think traveled. that was, that's very exciting. I traveled to Chicago and I love Chicago and it's exciting to be in Chicago, but it uh, also felt like strange days so it felt um, different yeah felt strange yeah. days for sure but uh it was good i got to i got to go back and see some of the course that i haven't been back to chicago since the marathon so i i went back and looked at a couple spots and tried to remember how terrible the bridge was <laughs> and it doesn't look that frightening when you're right. having run 26 said. miles it wasn't as terrifying yeah <laughs> Um, it wasn't as daunting as it seemed at 26 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I uh, got to meet up with um, a run friend that I consistently have not been able to run with. So I've, I've missed him a couple of times in Chicago. I missed him once in Austin. And I got to run with uh, a uh, YouTube guy named Kafuzi. So we got to do a little uh, run in Chicago, which was which was great. And uh, yeah, the trip overall was was good, but certainly filled with some of that uh, what world are we living in type of stuff. So very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so fall race season looks a little bit weird, I think, for everybody right now. And uh, I, I'm sure that it's weighing on a lot of people. You're training very hard for a very big thing. And mm-hmm. those things look a little bit sketchy right now but um i don't know what kind of positive feedback i can have for that blair i was gonna try and find a silver lining (laughs) well again uh, i think i so i i did death by 20s today so you know um 20 minute classes on repeat in different ways but i think one of the instructors on the peloton app was saying like that the journey is in the training so like there's your silver lining is like even like we've always talked about races being like the celebration of the training so like the training still need would still happen and would still go on and there's still yes. like things to learn and grow and build and gain strength through in that process it's just you have to fall in love with that training process to get you to are, the other part so there's the silver lining everyone <laughs> you are taking me back to our very wonderful delightful beaming ray of sunshine friend brenna who i do believe quoted chase over race and i've seen she's used that hashtag even a few times in recent posts Mm -hmm. and i know that 
Brenna also made kind of a difficult marathon decision recently. So yeah. Brenna. Hi, Brenna. Listening. <laughs> you I did the right was, thing. <laughs> I think it was the right thing, my friend. Yep. Um, yeah. And I know that it's tough. Yep. But um, chase over race. And I did tell her I was going to make that a shirt. I do have the shirt. It's just also trying to play the games of when will things like that come out. So it's there. <laughs> it's always Brenna. a surprise, everyone. It is <laughs> Keep there. Your eyes peeled. <laughs> just logistics at this point. But yep. um, yeah. So with all of that being said, today we have Stacy which on Instagram, you know her. She's another one of these, Blair. She's got the double underscore. I was like, you better be sure to share the double. (laughs) She is at S underscore underscore gross, G-R-O-S-S. Three S's, two underscores, a vowel for shits and gigs. I feel like we're playing Wheel of Fortune. I love that game. I really love that game. Mm -hmm. I think that I would like to play that if is that a board game can i get that for Ooh. home <laughs> i feel like there's probably an iphone or android app that would let you play it i, I want betcha. to play with other people though i'm highly competitive Sean. Well, there's multiplayer <laughs> we could probably play some multiplayer wheel of fortune the I, only I thing that's I've reality like good at multiplayer wise is mario kart <laughs> <laughs> we can do that too we that's can do it. that too. that's the only yeah. thing i've gotten good at <laughs> Well, you know, it is what it is. But back Stacey. to Stacy. I know. She has gotten pretty good. Speaking of things we've gotten good at. <laughs> she is uh, the queen, seemingly, on IG, at least in my world, of reels. I agree. She's also doing a pretty fantastic job at working on her mental health game. And she's yep. obviously a super hero when it comes to her strength training yes. game. And um, I think that she does an excellent job in all of her posts of reminding us of the importance of the little things, which mm-hmm. I have definitely been harping back in on myself a lot. Yes. And uh, overall, she's just a delightfully bright ray of sunshine and goodness. So I was really she happy is. to her. Yeah. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I agree. And uh, without further ado, to everyone out there, I just want to say, I hope you're doing well. Yes. It's a little bit of crazy days, but if nothing else, Blair and I are just here yeah. to continue making podcasts <laughs> at a never-ending scale so that we can try to provide you with a little bit of joy on your runs. So we're going to go talk to Stacy, and I hope that it brings you a bit of sunlight on an otherwise gloomy, crazy world we're living in. So ready to go, Blair? Always ready to go. (laughs) Always ready to go. Born ready. (laughs) All right, everybody. Enjoy some Stacy time. Hi. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I am good. Tired, but good. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Good, but should be the mantra for the entire running community. Tired, Tired but good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good I agree. You should copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> you could make that into a shirt too. <laughs> I'm Tired but good. Uh, I'm gonna write that down right now. Tired but good. The story of a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So Stacy, mm-hmm. as I type tired but good down, <laughs> we're good. Because that's going to be the next collection, Story of a Runner. Tired, and then but all good. the T's and tanks will have to do with that. <laughs> it will be the wrap-up of 2021 running, Tired But Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of running, Stacy, one, it's wonderful to talk with you. Yeah. Virtually, but still semi-realistically. But you got to run a race this morning, my friend. I did get to run a race, and I think that's why I'm so tired. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. How how was it? Is this how long has it been since you've run a race? So this is not my first in-person race since COVID times, if we want to call it that. I think it's yeah. probably my third or fourth. But it's the first race in Philadelphia that I've ran since all the COVID stuff happened. So it was nice to actually run a race where I've been training for the last how many months and weeks and days. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, it's, it's one that we've done probably for the last five or six years. So it was really exciting just to see so many running friends, Instagram running friends on the street and in the cheer zones and at the finish line and I wasn't out there to race it this morning. I was just out there to have fun since I'm mid marathon training. Right. But it, it was just, it was exciting to like have that, that like runner's high again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the old chestnut of sneaking races into training. That's yes. always a fun time. I yeah. do like that. I think that's my favorite way to do training runs is to have a race. Cause then there's crowds and fuel. And yeah. <laughs> and it, it probably correct me if I'm wrong, Stacey, but it probably gives you a little bit of that reminder of why you're doing what you're doing to yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And it was cool today because I was running solo probably up until mile four. And then like you're running along and you notice the people around you. And there's this guy next to me. And I posted about this a few times yeah, today. Yeah. On but as a, he's been next to me the whole time as if we're like friends. Right? <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, are we pacing each other? And he goes, it kind of seems like that, doesn't it? Like, so he kept with me. I thought he would have sped off or I would have dropped back, whatever. No, he kept with me and started chatting. And we were just talking about like what we each do and what our goals were. And he hadn't trained for the race. And I was like, don't tell me that I'm a run coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> got to where we could see the finish line. And he's, said, you know, if you want to sprint off to the finish line, go for it. But, you know, this was a lot of fun and, you know, we did it. So yeah. it was really, really cool. That's great. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've i thought numerous times that I've had probably four or five instances like that, Stacy, and the race ends and you never see those people again. Yeah. And I, I, I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but in Austin, I think it was mile 11. Mm-hmm. And there's there's just this incredibly rude hill. It's got it's one of the <laughs> rudest hills I've ever encountered in my life. And I knew it was coming thanks to Brooke. Uh, Mama Brooke drove us around. And the day before was like, newsflash, this is this is your future. So I'm going to show you your future because um, otherwise you could be incredibly pissed off tomorrow. <laughs> and uh I had I had hit a wall. The humidity had gotten to me and I was very, very convinced that I wasn't going to run up the hill. I was going to give it that college try and probably gas out. And a girl was having immense self-talk 
And she happened to look at me in the midst of her massive struggle bus facial expression, but she was really trying to amp herself up. And I was like, okay, if you go, I go. And I wouldn't have gone without her. There's no way I would have gone. And maybe the same goes for her, but I don't know who she is. I will probably never see that <laughs> yeah. person again. And uh, it's kind of a bummer that you get these wonderful moments with these great people. And then like we should establish some type of buddy system. Like you can hand <laughs> someone a card or something. We, sh- we should have like, <laughs> we should have like a runner's d- business during card. race business cards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. Here's my QR code. That's right. Yeah. Scan, my, <laughs> scan my code. We'll get connected. Hi, I'm Stacy. I'm on Instagram. Please follow me in an hour, and we handle. can become real friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's wonderful that you got to have an in-person race. Uh, I, I I haven't gotten to to have one in a while. I did get to uh, see a, a couple friends in Chicago this past week, which. Um, I've been playing run tag myself with some people. So yeah, it's great to see friends and, and be out in public. Um, and uh, Blair were Blair and I were just kind of reminiscing <laughs> about how it's crazy days. You know, it, it, some days feel good. Some days, a lot of days don't. I was complaining that running is the worst. <laughs> But that was only just because I like 10 seconds ago hopped off eight miles on the tread in the garage in Florida. So I'm miserably hot and cannot stop sweating. So I'm just angry (laughs) right now. So it's just the moment that I feel that running is the worst. (laughs) Why are we doing this? (laughs) You you have a tread, correct, Stacey? I do have a tread. I had a tread way before the tread was a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay to get one and it was probably the best thing we've ever purchased <laughs> to be honest with you yeah i fully agree um and even uh, even when those recall things came i was like no i'm not <laughs> giving my tread back um yep. i am a later adapter to it but uh yeah it's nice to talk to a fellow peloton tread family member <laughs> and how many like how many days a week do you do you intentionally make time to get on the tread or is it just kind of weather, time circumstances? Is that usually what dictates where you are? It's usually time circumstances. Like if I, I mean, I'm working from home right now. So yeah. we jump on the computer at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. So depending on if I sleep in a little bit, I only have a small window because yeah. if I live at the top of the hill. So it's great running down the hill, but you don't want to run up the hill. (laughs) So if my husband's not working from home or it's not the weekend, I drive down to the flat path to run. So if I can walk down the hall and get on the treadmill, I'll try to do that. I try to have a balance. Like I try to do 50-50 inside, outside. I'll run in whatever weather out in the elements. Yeah. Until it's dangerously hot, then I will definitely run inside. But (laughs) I have done a 12 miler, a 14 miler and a 15 miler on the tread. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot. (laughs) I stacked like four Peloton classes. Like I fondly call it death by twenties. And it just was like, are these done yet? (laughs) Like, can we be done? I don't want to do this anymore. So I'll, I'll feel the question to you, Stacey, because Blair does death by twenties. I tend to so far. I traditionally also adopt the death by 20s or sometimes death by 10s, depending on what my mental makeup is for the day. <laughs> but how 
how does how do you get through 15 miles on the treadmill? What what's your mental work? How do you because some days you can be like, okay, it's been five minutes and it's really been 30 seconds. So (laughs) how do you get through that? Well, I've never heard this death by 20 thing. Usually I have a variety of timed classes sprinkled Uh different instructors and different types of themes, I guess you would say. And then I have a shelf on top of the screen that's on the wall where I can have my phone sitting and have like Instagram stories going through or Netflix or a movie or something like that. But I kind of just zone out and go. Yeah. I mean, I know I have to get it done and I weirdly enjoy it even though i'm running to nowhere yeah <laughs> but having the instructors and it's really weird i don't know if either of you have run into this where they like oddly know what to say when <laughs> yes they do <laughs> it's like yeah. are you head in a weird way <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. no my, yeah. my the death by 20s is just because i at 20 minutes seems to be like just enough time to like move forward and through something and not feel like you're in one class for too long. But yeah, Jess Sims today, she was like, it's a gift to move. And I was like, fine, (laughs) I'll be grateful. (laughs) All right. Yeah. My, I think my, my, my saving grace on any circumstance where I'm running in place, whether it's the tread in my house or a tread in a hotel or someplace else. um, If I, can be in the right design space where I can be thinking about for the run concepts. Um, (laughs) Running is for everyone was created while I think two or three twenties into a six or seven mile run. Um, Pacers was kind of fully realized while I was running miles on the tread. So I almost feel like I should put a time clock by it and you know, that, that, tends to be kind of how I allow myself to shift time and space to get through the miles on a tread. But kudos to you for being able to successfully navigate that many miles on a treadmill. It's definitely it's environmental for sure. Because when I was in Wisconsin at the end of July, there's a few mornings where I needed the sleep because I was on my feet all day for work. So I yeah. had to jump on the tread. There just wasn't any option. I was so restricted on time and it sucked. Like yeah. the belt was awful. The environment was awful. There was CrossFitters all around me slamming on the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> I can get done and out of here. But at home, like you guys know, the belt is so nice on the Peloton. And mm-hmm. we have a pretty good home gym set up here now that it's, just, it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, that's great. Our One of our spare rooms has been completely reshaped into workout space. Um, yeah, and we both are remote work too. So yeah, that, uh, that's a, that's a huge affordance for sure. You, so you're Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I am more Western PA origin, originally Pittsburgh type. I won't go into the, we're not going to have a sports debate here. We are happy Pittsburgh, Philadelphia sports teams. We will not, I will say that, uh, I always forget his name. The Flyers' current mascot, Gritty. Gritty. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a concept! <laughs> Something else. <laughs> I think of yeah. the fanatic as well. The Philadelphia Phillies. I, see, I I like the fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of wild and yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So, have you been? And forgive me for not having the full scope of backstory. I, I dove so deep, but didn't dive deep enough, apparently. 
Is Philadelphia always home or is there somewhere else before Philly? Nope. Born and raised here in Philly. Okay. Okay. Very nice. What were you into running young? Did running come to you as an adult? What is that kind of arc like for you? So no, it did not start out when I was younger. I would try a sport as a child and go for one day and then quit and never go back again. Then I did pick up dance for quite a long time, probably like 12 or 13 years. Then got into high school, was still doing the dance thing. Had I went to Catholic high school, so we had to take gym one year out of the four years. So I pushed it off as long as I could until second <laughs> year. I got out of running the mile because I just couldn't do it. And I got out of gym class by sitting on the sidelines and doing like paperwork. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> Seems smart. Then, yeah. Then you get into college and you have to take so many um, health gym related credits to graduate, depending on your degree. So I like kind of took a gym class and called it a day and then really didn't start running, running until adult. Like I was in my past college years, past master's degree years. We, my husband and I had gotten engaged and then did the whole fitness thing for the wedding and start to take running on more and more seriously outside of like the fun five Ks. And then it kind of spiraled from there and kind of grew into what it is today. Yeah. Which is, you know, just a minor part of your life at this point. Small, small piece. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) So when, when does the Philadelphia marathon start to show up? on your radar? When do you start playing with that concept of running the Philadelphia marathon? Well, I also, my, so I have two jobs, right? I'm I'm a run coach and then I have my real full-time job and my full-time job is connected to the marathon. So I'm thinking about it all year round. Okay, (laughs) But because of that, I'm usually running the 8k or the half as I their responsibilities the day of the full. But I did run my first full was the 2018 Philadelphia Marathon. And it was probably the best weather we've had for that race weekend in a very long time. And it just happened to be that year. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. Yes. So what about that race? Is it is it just that it comes with it being your local race. What, what other things draw you to it? There are, listen, there are Western Pennsylvania friends that I have that uh, seem to live and die by the Philadelphia marathon. So I'm curious what, like, what's the draw for you about that race? So I've experienced it both as just a runner and then also as an ambassador for race weekend. And now I get to experience it as an ambassador and like employee, both sides of it. Um, it's just the, the way that the city shows up to come and cheer, it's different than any other race that I've experienced here and also in other cities and even in other countries. It just, there's that weird vibe, like the moment Thursday hits a race weekend until Sunday, there's this weird, excuse me, buzz going around the city that you can just feel all the excitement, but the anxiety at the same exact time. Yeah. Then there's part of the marathon course where you go out to Maniunk and there's people everywhere, like handing you shots and beer. <laughs> it's hard. And I'm like, please get away. Like, I don't want that. Right. Not right now. <laughs> Take it. They want the fireball shots at like mile 18. Not my taste, but go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think it was mile 11. In Chicago, someone tried and one of those other moments, Stacey, of where I like I made a friend that I never will talk to again. 
someone was handing out like donuts with ice cream on them or something at my like okay at mile 23 24 maybe you can start to flirt with dairy but yeah. <laughs> we both looked at those people and went that's a porter potty all i see is porter potty then that guy's hand right that's not a donut that's that's a bowel that's problem a 10 miles from now stress moment <laughs> yeah and uh we had a good laugh but uh i think we ran for another mile or two and then he we we both went on our way but um yeah, yeah. The the whole food thing running through the neighborhoods is is very cool. Um I I, I want to take a moment to reflect too. So I was just in Chicago. I've gone to Chicago a lot, but it wasn't a race weekend. And I've been to Chicago the last two times on Marathon Weekend. And the city uh, like I I wanted it to be a race weekend so bad because the cities, those cities really do completely seemingly transform like it's almost i would liken it almost to like when christmas comes because everyone's just a little more everyone's different in a good way um and don't get me wrong i still love the city of chicago but i was like it's not a race week and that makes me sad because they're like there weren't just runners everywhere you know i mean there's a lot of runners in the city but is is it I, I yeah, I totally get what you're saying about the city is just different. There's a buzz to the city and there's that anxiety and excitement. Yeah, it's uh it's a very wonderful feeling. And uh yeah, I, I was missing it for sure on my last trip to Chicago. Well, I'm going to Chicago to run the marathon in October. So I'll have to see if they're because I've been to Chicago quite a few yeah. times as well. Love it. Love the food, yeah. love the food. So I'll have to see how it compares to here in Philly. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I will. Uh, I'll be excited to hear what your thoughts are on it. It's been my only marathon so far, um, but it was, and I'm sure that it will probably be um, condensed to some scope. I would imagine, but I think it was like 1.5 million people were along the course when we ran, and wow. so it's just it doesn't stop. It it's it's four people deep the whole time. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you probably my favorite spot along the course, you're going to go, I'm sure you've looked at the map, uh, the Chicago map a lot, right? It's probably ingrained in your mind at this point. You're going to get up to the lake, like the top of the lakefront in the park, and that'll be about seven or eight. And then you're going to turn to head back down toward the city. And that's just four miles of neighborhoods, crazy people on stages and music and the people with really bad ideas for nutrition. Um, <laughs> but that was one of my favorite parts of the course for sure. So I'm, I'm excited for you to, to have that experience. I think that'll be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, for it to be here. It's been a hot summer, which. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have Chicago and Philly, right? I have Chicago full and then Philly half. Okay. Okay. Uh, Philly half will just be for fun, like straight up. Yeah. Stop the selfies or like walk, whatever, just for fun. Yeah. And so obviously we it's been a very hot summer. Yeah. And um uh, how how are you? I've seen so many of your posts through the summer have been um really fantastic in the sense that they are great reminders that you know, uh you should take the time to rest, you should take the time to find the gratitude for what you're doing. Are those things that you yourself have worked on in your running to be better about? Are they things you talk with your coach about? 
Um, I subscribe to all of the things you've talked about seemingly through the summer of, listen, I, and I've had to have talks with other people about this because I did it the wrong way. So I'm like, I, I, I mentioned to CJ last week, like I often preach the things, but you know, don't necessarily subscribe or my mind doesn't necessarily let me subscribe, but, um, yeah, like taking a day off or taking a week to take it easy is incredibly important when you are asking so much out of your body. So how has this whole block been? It seems like you've been really, really present with where you're at and what your body's asking for and what your mate, like your mental makeup is asking for. How has all that been coming along? I think this training block I've grown physically, but I also took the time just to really, really grow mentally. I mean, I haven't stopped training since I guess right before COVID started because I thought I was running Chicago or Berlin yeah. or both. And then we know what happened there. So right. I kind of going cause I just wanted to, and I enjoy it. And I went out with a spring half marathon with the goal of getting a sub two. And so many things just happened out of my control that I realized the different things I need to work on. And one of the biggest things was the mental game. So between my coach and my PT, we've talked about different strategies. I've read books gotten sent some podcasts and it's just this training block. I'm doing the things I did wrong the first time, but doing them right this time. And I know I'm not alone in it. So that's why like, I, I love the Instagram community because I'm just hoping that with one post, I'm inspiring somebody to, to change something or even to take that first step. So I used to work out seven days of the week yeah, and wasn't getting any rest and I wasn't improving. So it's like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rest. And last week for me was a down week before the last few weeks pick up and then race day. So I am traditionally a get up and run first thing in the morning, have nice coffee, go into the work day. <laughs> but this week it was like, no, you can sleep in and you can hop on the treadmill or whatever at lunchtime. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I did it and I fought, I survived and I lived to tell. <laughs> like it's fine to pivot and change. Yeah. Nothing. I commented on someone's post the other day and I also like tell myself, my athletes this all the time, nothing in your training plan is set in cement. Like you can move it around and you can change it and just listen to your body at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, Blair, you probably, Blair is uh, my, my coach. And uh, there have been many days I've, that was my biggest takeaway from just the single marathon training block I've had was when I put those things in my calendar, I was like, I will live and die by yes, the calendar. Yeah. And um, it was a blessing in disguise. I was so banged up at like week 15 out of my 18 week cycle that I just couldn't do what was on the schedule anymore. But it gave my body two weeks to like be like, oh, we chill out now. And I got to. Chicago feeling much better just because I was feeling so bad. Um, and I've actually had a couple moments through this summer, through this year where I've been like, am I being too gracious? Which I think is a terrible question to ask yourself. Like, no, I don't think like whatever you need is whatever you need. And, um, I think that's great that you have allowed yourself to kind of embrace all of that stuff a lot more. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that that's how this block has been going. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a work in progress. Like I think it's going to be something I'm always working on, but I'm just 
I'm listening more and allowing yeah. myself room, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's some days where I'm like, well, that's on the schedule. So I have to do it today or I have to run these paces or I'll apologize for not getting in that time window. But yeah. I'm trying to get better and better with it. So yeah, you know, ongoing process. No. And I mean, you and so many others just, uh, I think it's a healthy reminder that even on our first episode, Kaylee was like, you're like forever a story in progress, right? I mean, you, we're always learning. We're always trying to adapt. So um, I can honestly say when I started, when I first came back to running three or four years ago now, like you see people out there in the community and you're like, oh, they, they're runners now, right? Like there's that false, that, that false identity thing of like, well, in a couple of years, I'll be a runner when I'm able to say I could run a half on a good night's sleep or anything like that. And it never really changes. The needle just moves and mm -hmm. you're always chasing something, which I think is what is so fascinating about running and why people tend to end up sticking with it for life is that yeah. um, the needle is always in a different place. And sometimes it's a 5K, sometimes it's a mile, sometimes it's a half or a full or, you know, people ascend into the ultra stratosphere. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have had moments where I've thought back of like, why was I thinking that one day I would just arrive? Um, that's not the case. We're always just kind of chasing something different. But um, what, what, like, what was in your early days of running? Like, I know that you said you were kind of doing 5Ks and you and your husband were doing some things. Was there a moment where you kind of, arrived everything kind of came to a head and you were like i'm going to dive into this and take off how did that all kind of come about it's i guess an interesting story because some of the people in my life that really really meant a lot to me and were kind of you know women that i looked up to they were in the they were into running and they did it and did marathons and half marathons and i was like you know what i want to be like them. And I want to be able to run these races. So I had gone out and attempted to run a half marathon. I trained for it, but didn't have a coach, didn't really know what I was doing, but at the same time was having some mysterious health issues happening where I was getting woozy all the time and couldn't sit or stand for more than a minute or two without getting like really disoriented and went to do the half marathon and DNF'd at mile three. And we ended up going to the hospital and getting fluids and heart monitors and slew of doctors followed the months that followed that to figure out like what was wrong. And so many things were thrown around, like you have MS, you just, you know, need to be on medication. And then finally saw a doctor, saw my eye doctor who connected me with an osteopathic doctor and showed him my MRIs and whatnot. He goes, well, your top ring of your spine is incomplete. So whenever I get really stressed and tense, you know, just like a lot of people, I scrunch my shoulders up to my ears. Uh -huh. All of the pressure in the bottom of my neck is even more so because of that incomplete brain. Okay. They said. So got pulled to the sidelines, started getting treatments where I would get manipulations, like a really, really nice head massage, basically. <laughs> yeah. Medical field. And we worked on it and I was not going to give up the fight. And found 
a phenomenal trainer at the local Planet Fitness who I guess saw the fire within me and I loved working with him. And that kind of, that's kind of where it restarted. And I had unfinished business with the half. So I wanted to get back out there and do it. And I did the half and I finished it. I did the broad street 10 miler here and finished it. And then I'm never doing a marathon. (laughs) Like this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I was continuing to work with this trainer and we were probably together for like almost a year before he unfortunately passed away. Um, but he believed in me and kept challenging me and I kept seeing what I was capable of and signed up for the marathon and then signed up for this and that and this and that. And you know how the story goes. Yeah. So. <laughs> did your, yeah. Did your love of strength training kind of come from that experience too? Strength training came before running. Okay. I guess like that passion and love. Mm-hmm. Cause he, his name was diesel. So like diesel, would always come up with the craziest type of workouts and they were always doing the wildest things at the gym. And I was the one female client that he knew he could push and I would work towards it. And I was strong and never would like complain or cry to him saying, I I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I don't like to do that. Um, So I think like I credit it to him as one of the people of the many people in in this story, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That that's really amazing. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely thinking the same thing you were, Blair. Like, it, it's so, there's definitely something, and I, I really want to commend you on having the fire to, you know, kind of say that that's not my story. My story is, you know, we're going to find out what my story is and we're not writing it off right now. So mm-hmm. that takes a lot of work and a yeah. lot of dedication and, and belief in yourself. And, um, that's amazing that you were able to find somebody to help you push those things and then get you to these these places of, oh, no, I, I actually can run a marathon and I'm going to do that. That's um, that's so cool. And, and to your point, it, I am always thinking about all of the people because there's so many people that actually are the reason that you run a marathon or a half marathon and I've always like kind of the same point as like the people you meet at races. You're like, I wish I could meet those people again. Sometimes yeah. it's even difficult to to sit back and really wrap your arms around how many people have played some type of a role in giving mm-hmm. you the mental belief, the physical, you know, ability to, to run that distance and and do other amazing things. Um, so that's, that's really great that you were, you know, I don't know if it's stubborn, you know, sometimes it's stubborn. If you were stubborn enough to just say, no, this isn't my story. Get the hell out of here. I'm writing my story. So that's Yeah. That's really cool. And I know that, you know, Blair asked you a little bit about your, your love of strength training. And, um, you know, we've had a couple other incredibly, badass people on here who were strength trainers before they were half or full marathoners. Um, and your strength training can be rather creative, my friend. So, uh, you know, I've, I've seen you doing wonderful things with tires and all of your reels where you're I, like your props, like you're almost like, um, 
like a comedic performer in your reels as far as the level <laughs> of props and the level of like, sometimes I watch your reels and I go like the one thing that stops me. And maybe this is like where Todd kind of to your like Blair, like maybe this is what stops Todd from reels. Is it the point of entry sometimes just feels daunting. Like you're like, Oh my God, I've got so much work to do. I'm not creative real. enough to figure it out or learn a new trick. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I need to like, I'd have to purchase like a whole lot of equipment and right. I'm not technologically savvy. Right. So everyone gets like five photos and different angles. <laughs> right. But like, I, I wish I could. It's so cute and fun. Like I love them. I love watching them. Yeah. It's just, it's how my brain works. Like I've have always been a creative person. Yeah. It's just, a, it's easy for me to just mm-hmm. be like, Oh, well, that's a good idea. Let me twist it this way. Like it's yeah. just nothing is like forced or fake when I post, like I, it just comes naturally. And it's just how my, I'm kind of wired. I guess. Yeah. You <laughs> well, Sean's a creative mind too. I'm not, I have, will pay someone from Etsy to make something I need for a school project. <laughs> I'm like that Pinterest, like, you know, that thing where like what it looked like and then what it was going to look like. I'm definitely in the category of like not close to Pinterest at all. <laughs> we need to uh, have you ever seen that show on Netflix? Stacy nailed it. The baking, yes, the baking I've show seen that because I feel for those people. <laughs> it's like they get people that don't know how to bake and then they yeah. give them an incredible huh? task of yep. like make a cake that looks like someone's face and yes. it doesn't work. We need no. to get Blair. Blair, no. sign up for that. <laughs> no, no, no one wants to see me fail. <laughs> That's not that much fun. It's <laughs> all part of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I I should I think my reels would just be like the blooper version of what it was supposed <laughs> to be like. Because <laughs> I'd only have five minutes. So I was like, well, that's wrong. <laughs> and then I'd have to post that. <laughs> Could be a new thing, maybe. <laughs> Start it. I think you should start tomorrow. I need to get like a tripod. Apparently, is that what I need? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Amazon that. <laughs> you can you can rename your uh, Instagram to Blair Fails at Stuff, and it like, can just be time. you trying. Like, fail harder is basically what it should be. <laughs> fail harder than me. <laughs> right. I don't yes. know, but my kids would get in on it, and then that could be even more embarrassing. So. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so where, tell me as I'm drinking my iced coffee because I was trying not to sweat yeah. all over the floor. Tell me about your love of iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, your iced coffee is a little white, not black enough there. No. It is like a um my husband grabbed it for me when I was dying on the treadmill. So it's a like a cinnamon honey, some kind of conglomeration. <laughs> You do know pumpkin season started, right? I do, but he apparently didn't. So (laughs) (laughs) I got cinnamon and honey and I'm grateful for what I have. (laughs) Yeah, I, it kind of just stuck. I've always drank iced coffee and then it became part of the routine and then kind of part of the brand, if you want to call it that. And then runs on iced coffee glass was born and we launched it on a Sunday and sold out by the same time the next morning. I was like, I didn't think people would respond to this. Like mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's kind of the thing. Um, <laughs> you just prefer it. Do you do iced coffee all year long? Yes. Yes. Okay. So even when it's cold, you're like, still give me the ice. 
Oh yeah. I got so much crap. Cause I posted a story when it was like snowing and 18 degrees out. Mm-hmm. And how are you drinking iced coffee right now? I was like, <laughs> well, I put, it, I put some coffee in and some cubes and I drink it out of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun trying to taste all the different kinds because uh-huh. every iced coffee or beans rather taste different or pairing the coffee with what you're eating. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always like a donut in my iced coffee or an apple fritter in my iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just weird. All the chemical stuff with it. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, no, it's really, it's the coffee posse. Give them a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, you don't drink coffee, right? Sadly, uh, I I honestly don't think I've, I've tried it. I know that it's kind of an acquired taste like other things. Um, If I put too much caffeine into my body, my heart just screams at me. So unfortunately it's really not a choice per se. I have a palpitation, Stacy. So if I get too much caffeine, I feel it like right at the base of my neck. And that is not a wonderful <laughs> feeling. Um, but I live through the coffee. I sometimes do just get tagged in the coffee posse. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure it's by association with you and Jim and Autumn. And yeah. um, but sometimes people will tag me and I'll just take my moment to to be happy that I was thought about included and, yeah um, thank you for including me yeah. and then i'll move on <laughs> well i don't drink caffeine either i just like the flavor so yeah let's just pretend <laughs> but oh, don't talk to me till i've had my coffee or they drink coffee before they run or yeah no, I, I drink it after i run and i don't need it to like get through my mm-hmm. day it's like a routine yeah feeling. yeah joy yes <laughs> yeah I respect it. And I mean, but that's great to have something to look forward to after your run. I think that's fantastic. And I, I think that I've seen, uh, I think it was even Molly Seidel said she drank, she drinks two or three cups of coffee before she runs. And I'm just like, you are (laughs) flirting with a very, very dangerous thing. So the fact that she can do it blows my mind, but yeah, that's not something I will ever be thinking is a good idea. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so outside of iced coffee, I do know that you really have been focusing a lot on your hydration, nutrition, in running, out of running, prep, and all of those things. What what is your kind of evolution been in fueling and what things work for you? And mm-hmm. By all means, say brands if you want, because we are a podcast that is not living on sponsorship until someday, maybe. <laughs> but what works for you? Because everyone's different. So yep. what things are working for you and, and maybe what things haven't? So it's it's been a journey. I know at one time was the person that did Whole30 either at the beginning of the year or different periods of the year. And it worked, but probably wasn't getting enough food. I would send pictures to my coach and she'd be like, that's what you eat for lunch? <laughs> like a tiny small Pyrex bowl filled with some whatever, salad and chicken or leftovers, whatever it was. So I wasn't eating enough, even though I thought I was. So this whole, I guess, last year and a half, my coach is also a nutritionist. So she's always giving tips and 
advice on different fueling options. So I've been eating real food and whole food and donuts and bread and carbs because runners need carbs. Right. You need to run in order to be able to eat something. So that's just been the whole change of I'm going to eat because it's, it's going to help me in the long run. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> All <But>, pun intended. <laughs> But over maybe over a year ago at this point, I was asked to join the clean athlete team. So mm-hmm. clean K has a ton of protein powders and supplements and recovery powders and hydration. And they just have a pre-workout that they just launched and everything in that product. Like I can pronounce it and I know what it is and I mm-hmm. can read it and I can trust that what I'm putting in my body is going to help me and not be filled with chemicals. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of what I've been training on and have never felt better adding that into the routine. That's fantastic. It's being mindful of, you know, recovery weeks or weeks before races, drinking the cherry juice and eating the right things before the run and don't eat dairy when you don't eat dairy the night before a long run, because you're going to have to find a bush or stop home. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Dairy dairy is such a strong culprit. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also, I played a lot with different gels because for some reason this year, I just couldn't find a gel that was working with me. When I did the half marathon in the spring, when I attempted the sub two, I was taking gels and I got one whole gel in the entire 13 miles because I was so nauseous. And I said to my coach, I was like, this isn't going to work for the marathon. Mm -mm. (laughs) So figure something out. Um, and I finally, I've, I've been using UCAN and it's been working really well and okay. not all people like the taste and the consistency of it, but I'm not getting sick from it. So I'm going to yes. that. Yep. Hopefully it'll be a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, you never know. <laughs> you, you don't. Every, every run is so different. <laughs> so different. I mean, two weeks ago, I had a long run before the down week and I just, I had so many different types of fueling with me and my husband was on the bike. So he had a bag of stuff just because electrolytes and water. And when do I switch? And am I getting enough? And I drank all my water. That was the run where he had taken off a little too far and you needed water, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like that story. <laughs> <laughs> all his water. Then we were at the point where he could get to our car and we, get, we keep a case of water all the time in the car for me when I'm running. So he had a refill and I still probably didn't have enough, Yeah, but it yeah. was so hot that day. Like I probably could have wrung a cup of sweat into my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that hot. And listen, that, that would have just been so wonderful for Todd. Todd would have just loved that. <laughs> Why are people wearing shirts? It's too hot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm impressed by everybody's like amounts of sweat. Like it's just impressive when they take their clothes off yeah. and then wring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this, yes, it's a loud plop. I mean, oh. that's who doesn't love that sound. <laughs> Todd. It's quite, it's Todd, like a favorite. <laughs> well, and I don't know that there's any other people who love it either, but they just don't say it. <laughs> Right. Todd's like, hey y'all. Yeah. End it my way. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like it. And then everyone's like, well, let's give you more. <laughs> I think that's really his way of saying he loves it because he knows we'll all, you know, right, just take whatever he says and flip it. Like, l- listen, so 
whatever day this is that Todd listens to this, we're going to call him out. He loves sweaty clothes and he actually loves Dunkin' Donuts. That's, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get serious heat for this kind of, um, yeah, that sure suggestion, are. but I don't know. He says he doesn't. And then here we are. Um, so now I also want to ask you about, cause you and Blair, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to back up because oh, I good. think that you're both going to go crazy. Never. Playlists. Okay. I think I'm talking. I think I'm talking. I'm in a virtual room right now, everybody, with two people <laughs> who might be in like the top 1% of playlists because Stacy, when you post some of your playlists, they end up as part of my playlist. Blair, the same. Blair sometimes shares playlists with Autumn, with other people, and they're just like, Every single song was the right song in the moment, kind of like how Peloton instructors just hit you when you need it. So what let's first I'm going to first ask, like, what what type of playlist is like the go to playlist for a half marathon or a marathon race? What what's kind of the vibe set us up here and then I'm going to back away so you and Blair can just go crazy. So I don't traditionally train with music, but I like to have music on for races, especially yeah. if I'm myself or I'm in a new city and stuff, but it's super eclectic. And it might be a little bit of Hamilton, might be a little bit of Avicii and Tiesto. And then you got your random nineties hit, but right. The Broadway stuff in there too. I mean, having Hamilton on repeat was what I got through one of my 10 virtual 10 K races with yeah. people I had on like the Knox gear speaker. Mm-hmm. So hear it and they're probably like what the hell is this woman doing <laughs> i don't care i'm happy to share my music love with you you're welcome everyone i'm running by <laughs> you guys and i have the podcast on and i'm running so everyone's listening kind yeah. of no i don't mind sharing <laughs> i i i really want to figure out now how i can get like apple podcast and google podcast to count the people around stacy that also listen to the episode. Yeah. These are important statistics, Apple. Figure it out. <laughs> I, I, I want to tell you, I've also been, um, Autumn and I have both been doing this. We've been listening to Bo Burnham's Inside, just <laughs> the, the vocal parts while we've been running, just because they're so hilarious. Um, yeah, that, that's been a guilty one too of mine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I saw your 90s playlist actually not too long ago. And that day I I queued up a 90s playlist and I thought, this is all Stacy. Stacy got me through this wonderful run. Cause some it's so it's such a shame that your brain forgets what you really loved in like the 90s or the early 2000s. Like some days I sit here and I'm just like, what were all of my jams in like 05, 06 and 99 and 98 and then you find that playlist that gives them all to you and it just makes those runs wonderful that was i thought i was gonna get a lot of unhappy people and happy people with that playlist because there's so many good songs from the 90s yeah and i get them specifically for their beats but yeah those are not only the ones i like i like a lot more than just the ones (laughs) (laughs) yep yep well i run with music all the time 
Yeah. And your suggestions on uh, you, you had a post recently about like the one 140s to 170s and then like yeah. 170s to 200s on beats per minute and stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of that when I was the first time I think I really read anyone talk about cadence. And I was like, mm-hmm. what's this? What's this steps per minute? And yeah. I think the first time I ever saw that, I opened my Garmin app and was like, wow, I am not close to that, which um, I think I was like 147. And I did change my like my cadence is more like 175 to 185 now. But I remembered, I think it was like. um, I listened to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because it had a lot of 180 beats per minute songs in it. Um, So like that was like two or three weeks almost straight of Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack to be like, get my feet as close as possible to the beats of the music. Because um, we're tall. Being tall messes up with that cadence. So, Oh, yeah. the tall, the tall, tall questions. I, I, I will spare you from as many of them as possible. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I mean, we live it, but um the, the the whole height thing is definitely one of the things that is making me. I, I used to be so terrible at strength training, Stacy. I'm getting getting better. It still it, counts, even if it's tiny. I'm getting better. <laughs> um, but I just constantly feel like my legs, like especially my glutes, because there's so much leg for my glute to try and control. <laughs> um, that. I, I just told Blair, I think one or two episodes ago, like, I think I need to be doing double glutes every day because I do the glute work and there are still things that are like not strong enough. No, the glutes are not happy yet. So I, I mean, maybe I need to figure more stuff out. I just need to, I guess Kaylee needs to up her game because she was my initial kind of uh, person to go to on those things. But how Stacey much could write you a great glute uh, workout program. <laughs> I don't like, I don't love, let's say I don't love leg day, but I'll do leg day. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I'd rather I, do upper back work, but yeah. 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 I, I need to do core a lot better. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate core work. <laughs> guys, come on. <laughs> oh. I know. I think that one's my least favorite. Like, yeah, I really don't like core work. <laughs> it really impedes my ability to like laugh and sit up because <laughs> then I'm sore. And then the next day I'm like, ha, ha, ha. It's just a weird laugh situation. <laughs> yeah. I'd even take leg day like twice before I do. Wow. Core. I really hate cords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I might actually have to take you up, Stacy, on just a little bit of extra suggestion. I, I do try to do four or five days of core, like glute, like mm-hmm. lower body stuff. But um, I keep just having little nagging hip things. And I'm just like, the glutes are not strong enough. <laughs> so, I hate that all the time. My core and my glutes are not strong. Even yeah. just like when I'm sitting, I get yelled at. <laughs> not what? yelled at. Slightly corrected, politely corrected. I like that. Um, So my, my, what, what things traditionally for you? This is, I I think, a tall person question. (laughs) What things tradition are? I have so many questions, but I don't know where to start. (laughs) This happens all the time. (laughs) It does. What for me? It's up. It's 
it's upper quads, like lower hips. I mm-hmm. get like upper IT. It doesn't seem to matter what I do. They just tighten up. And a lot of it stems from maybe you have the same thing. If you sit in a car too long, that area of your upper leg just starts screaming of inflammation. And for me, it's like the hips and the lower back. Mm-hmm. It kind of works its way, its way down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than a, than like a twingy back, like eight mm-hmm. miles into a half marathon. Like, hey, what's up? Guess what? Remember me? It's your core. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. that's- laughs> my first marathon, my hip was like at mile eight. No, we're not in this today. Oh, <laughs> but oh, that's just brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I desperately I'm, I'm going to and i i actually just got a uh a peloton bike because we did too so hey you might need some mag cleats how are you gonna hang your shoes Ooh, right now they're just in like a cubby but i need i need to hang I them need some mag cleats to make a beautiful display on your wall mm. <laughs> i like this i like this idea I'm going to look this up immediately after this podcast. We will too. Yeah. Next yeah. you'll see a post <laughs> like a couple of days. <laughs> Put your towel on mm. that next to your screen. You can buy them together. I mean, I have a great place that you can get them. So Blair, um, Blair sent me basically <laughs> the full kit for protecting your bike from yourself because you sweat so much. Um, that is, uh, that is in a cart. Right now, Blair, I haven't bought it yet. Well, but it's, it's basically sorry. it covers the whole bike in a towel. It does. So it, it covers the handlebars and like there's the like you know I I have the mat, but like I'm a very sweaty human and I'm sorry it's disgusting. I gross out my family members all the time. I the kids came out while I was running today and they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you got me with it. I'm like, well then go away. <laughs> like I didn't invite you into the garage. <laughs> But yeah, it's like a drip accessory situation, but you need that. <laughs> or at least I did. You don't I really need to watch, watch those things. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten some nice remarks from my husband about our car, like seat towel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Just keep up on that. <laughs> yep. Yes, uh, absolutely. My, my last car before I got my most recent car, I had done marathon training with that car and my driver's seat was just like, like you, you're aware of it, but not fully aware of it until you like have to really look at it. And I was like, whoever buys this car is getting a seat that has been just thoroughly, thoroughly absorbent of sweat. And uh, yeah, it's a problem. It's a real problem. I, I, So as far as everything that's coming up for you, you've got, what is it now? Chicago is six weeks out. I think less. Five. Five? Not not terrifying at all. Um, How, (laughs) like, how is everything kind of lining up for you as you move into that? You feel like, I know that you got this reset and I know that, um, you know, mentally, I think you've been in a pretty good headspace, but what, 
what at this point do you feel like are like, I guess like one thing is like, what's your, what's your longest run going to be like distance wise? I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in what the back end of your training plan looks like as you head into this. I think the highest we're going up to is 18. Okay. We've been doing a lot of like back to back days. So a yeah. semi run and then the long run. So it's practicing all running on the tired legs. Mm-hmm. My goal for Chicago is one, have fun and yep. two, just do better than I did in 2018, which will not be difficult to do. Cause that was just, <laughs> so I think as long as I can do those things, it'll be fine. Um, so I think it'll be like in three weeks next week. And I believe I have six, 16 to do. Okay. So it's, it just, it's been interesting. Cause I was in my head a little bit seeing everyone else in the yeah. Instagram world have already gone up to 20 milers yeah. and stuff. What is wrong with me? But then like, no, no, like you're, your training and my coach and I have talked about to do it in a certain way, what's best for my body and what yeah. I need. So it's been a lot of like in and out of that. Um, but I think when I went to Wisconsin at the end of July, I was toasted when I came back, I was at the CrossFit games for a week for work. So I was, it was a down week that week, but I was so exhausted. Yeah. I was resting. So I came back and I think the whole month of August, I was just trying to catch up on recuperating from that week. Mm-hmm. And it was, not, I was so over marathon training. So this last week, which was another down week, the last down week before taper, it was just such a good reset. And then the race this morning was exactly what I needed, even right. though I didn't realize that I needed it. Mm-hmm. So. When, when are you going to go into Chicago? Like what day are you flying in? We're not flying. We're You're driving. driving. Okay. 12 hours of fun in the car. Oh, it's a 12 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. It's a long drive. Oh no. <laughs> the dogs might be coming with us. So it's going to be, okay. but we, we drove to Tennessee before when we did uh, the rock and roll races down there and it was fine. We enjoyed it. Yeah. So what day does that marathon before the marathon take place? I think we're going to leave that Thursday. Okay. Cause there, there's a few different people that I want to meet up with. And one of the athletes that I'm coaching is also running that weekend. And Amanda from run to the finish, from a coach, mm-hmm. she'll be there. So I I'm excited to finally like meet everyone in person. Yeah. Um, with friends. So it's, it's going to be a few d- busy days leading up to the race. And then my husband and I will hang out for a few days in Chicago to see some other non-running friends and then make our way back. Oh, that's great. That sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah, not turning directly around after 26 miles into a car. That sounds heavenly. <laughs> Did that for the half marathon in Tennessee. I I ran the half. We like ate, took a nap and got right in the car. And I drove wow. for like 10 hours straight. I guess the adrenaline, who the heck knows. Yeah. And then we stopped and slept, I think, in D.C. And then continued our way back. Yeah. But don't recommend it. <laughs> One thing I'll I'll suggest just out of the hilarity of it, are there things um, like breakfast wise, is there stuff you do all the time heading into a long run or do you kind of have different things that work for you? I'm pretty basic with the plain bagel. Yeah. But it's like a specific plain bagel. It's not like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bagels. I prefer getting like a bakery bagel. Okay. Like, I don't know the crispiness. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was. 
Go ahead. I was just going to ask because I like I packed literally I packed three pieces of bread and like put <laughs> peanut butter in like a tote. And I was like, these like this is the bread that I eat. This is the peanut butter that I eat. And uh, I remember Autumn like two months before Chicago. I was like, I'm packing bread. And if the hotel doesn't have a toaster, I'll be damned if the toaster isn't coming in the luggage either. But they, you know, they, that that all worked out. But I was like, I have like, I have to live and die by the things that I've been eating. So yeah, we were like packing and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, bread and peanut butter are going in my luggage because Priority. it has to. <laughs> That's the nice thing with driving. I can put whatever I yeah. need. Compression boots can come with us. Like, uh, yeah. Food I want. We had when we had gone up to Canada in 2019. To I did the rock and roll up there, and didn't pack any food with me because I'm like, it's Canada. There's food. There's grocery stores. Well, you know, their bagels taste different and are different. <laughs> we couldn't really find a grocery store, so we found like a farmer's market and didn't eat my normal breakfast. And then a whole other bunch of things went wrong with that race. So I guess it's the breakfast. I didn't stick with routine and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was the one bit of like, that's, that's the one bit of like mental um, luggage that I'm really proud of myself for being like, I'm going to be so stubborn and particular about what I'm packing for that race. Cause I was like, there's no way that I'm going to like, walk across the street to a Walgreens or a CVS and just get some bread. Like right. there's the bread. There is no other bread. That's what it has to be. Oh, these are um, great stories. <laughs> to each their own, right? Yeah. 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 Um, is there, I, I will let you know this. If you have any questions about good places to eat the weekend leading up, feel free to that. we. Autumn, I will say not we, Autumn had um, an immaculate uh, food plan for Friday and Saturday. So like we went <laughs> we went to a really nice restaurant Friday. I got some pizza and then she picked out a super nice Italian place Saturday for spaghetti. And um, the place was so nice that I think like spaghetti was like their low bar menu item. So like when I ordered just spaghetti, they were like, just spaghetti. And I was like. Do you not know what I have to do tomorrow? <laughs> you bring me the damn spaghetti and you like it. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll all be good. Um, and my only last tip, which I think it's just for every marathon, but the porter potty weight was 45 minutes. So have that in the back of your head. Yeah. Noted. Noted. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise it was wonderful. So. I'm excited. It's everyone says it's such a beautiful flat course. So I'm hoping that's it is. true. It is. Um, I, so the, the, the buddy that I met up with this past week in Chicago, Kofuzi, he made a really wonderful, I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll DM it to you. He made a, he is a, like he's been in Chicago for years now and he's run the Chicago marathon, I think eight or nine times. Wow. And he did a video where he just talked about when you like when you enter Chinatown, this is what to expect. And what's this part of the course like? And what's this part of the course like? There's really only one noticeable hill and it's just right at the end. There's a bridge. Like all of that. Yeah, there's and it's not a big bridge. It's just like 
30 feet of hill, but it's at mile 26. Like you go over the bridge and turn left and the finish line's right there. So everyone's been running up Michigan Avenue and they're like, all I have to do is turn right and turn left and I'm done. And you turn right and this bridge is just right in your face. And I actually walked back to that bridge this week just to look at it, to think like, <laughs> was it as, is it, is, is it, is it as, as scary daunting as I thought it was? As it was. <laughs> and it isn't. To, if you're just regular life person, the bridge isn't that scary. But when you are at 25.8 and you're like, I just got to turn right and turn left. And then there's right. this bridge in your way. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just me. Like I've told a thousand times now, like the, there were just pe- two people were falling in the place that I wanted to run. And I just like squished together to get through the two of them because. I was like, I'm 26 miles into a marathon and I do not need to roll an ankle on these two people that are falling over on the bridge. But um, yeah, I'll send that to you because it gave me huge peace of mind. Like he said, like some really helpful things were like, when you get up to mile eight to turn to come back down toward the city, that that part of the course can just kind of make you think I feel great. I feel fresh and you might go too fast. Because then there's, um, I think it's from mile 18 to like 22, it kind of gets a little more quiet. So if if your mind's going to like say, what's up, I have time to think about what in the world I'm doing right now, that's when it's going to happen. So he had some really great tips like slow the heck down at mile 12 when you think you're a spring chicken because you're going to have four or five miles, four or five miles from then that you're, you're going to want that energy. Um, but, um, other than that, the course is great. The people are great. There's tons of aid stations, um, which is super helpful and, uh, allowed me to keep filling my bottles back up. So that's been my biggest struggle, challenge, obstacle. I don't know what you want to call it of this training because for every other race I've carried the the hydration pack with the bladder. Yes. So have a belt yeah belt winds up to my chest like three miles in yeah yeah um i mean so i can't speak to this perfectly because there might be covid stuff that changes some of this but for my for the 2019 marathon there were i think there were 18 aid stations so there's one like every 1.2 miles and yeah they have water and they have gatorade so I only took a bottle refill once from um, my parents in autumn. But Mm -hmm. other than that, I was just taking that time. When I got to the aid station, I would hit the water and drink the water from the cup. And then I would grab the Gatorade and just pour it back in my bottle and just keep replenishing. And I would give myself the gravity to even walk for 20 or 30 seconds to make sure I got everything into the bottle and like kind of just did a little mental check-in and then just take back off. And I, like I said, there might be one or two changes, but I wouldn't be shocked if they still have 14 or 16, which they have a lot and it's really, really well laid out. So that should be helpful. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just I'm not good at the, like, like today I had water go up my, like I inhaled water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not drinking while running is hard as, I as walk. fueling. I just walk. Yeah. 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 And like um when I had a Nordic track before we got the Peloton, 
there was an iFit trainer that had some really like helpful suggestions too of just like walk the aid station. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to change your mile. Like I had this complex of like, if I walk, I'm going to do like a 10, 20 mile when I want to be doing a nine fifteen. but you're just giving yourself 30 seconds to like get some fluids and kind of give your legs a second. And I ended up feeling just really good through the whole race. So hopefully that's the same for you, but yeah, I'm the same way. If I try it, it, right. Like I can't do two things at once. So trying to drink while I, I think I did my first half marathon, I like grabbed the cup and I hadn't figured out the pinch method yet. Like you should pinch the top. So I just like tried to drink it. And it just like, I got Gatorade in my eyes and it, it was all bad. It was just all bad. But yeah, if there's anything else questions wise that you might have leading up to the actual race that I can try to help you out with, just let me know where to find you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to have like big fall races again and go back you get yeah. to live vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. Get here. Cause there's that still that weird, small percentage of uncertainty. Yeah. You just don't know. And you've put in all this work and right. it's right on from underneath of you, but try to be very positive and just not. Yeah you know, put blinders on. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I did talk, um, with, uh, my buddy in Chicago. Cause I was like, if anyone's going to have a pulse on yeah. this thing, it might be him. Cause he's done it so many times. Um, but I think what they've put in place to try and steadfast themselves as much as they can, as far as like proof of, you know, a clean COVID test or proof of vaccination hopefully allows the race to go on as close to real as it can be. Um, And like I said, I mean, the spectator thing might be a little bit different, but um, I I hope it's a wonderful experience for you. And um, I mean, I I, I know you're putting in the work and I hope that it can get to a place where you get to have that work pay off. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed for the weather and for all of that. and I hope it's a great day for you. Thanks. I hope so too. <laughs> we can only see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm trying to think if I got anything else. Cause there's, you know, we could obviously do part two. We tell everybody that we can do part two, but you have so many things that you, you, you overwhelm me with your social media skills, my friend. So <laughs> in a good way, in, in a, a good, good way. way, in a good yeah. way, for sure. In the best kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have an incredibly productive last four or five weeks of marathon training cycle. I'm excited that today was a little bit of a reminder and a fire to uh, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you for being both an entertaining source on Instagram, but also an inspirational source and an educational source. I always learn something. So I think that's very great. Yeah. Yeah. You always ask good questions. Mm -hmm. I was I was almost tempted. Um, I was going to go back and pull up like six or seven of your question posts and be like, what's your answer to that one? Cause you always, you like to ask questions. <laughs> um, so I was going to be like, what is your perfect day off escape? Cause I know you went to the beach, but that's probably yeah. your answer. Um, but, um, I'm also very envious that you can be that close to a beach. Yeah. yeah. We're like right in the middle of the mountains and the beach. Like it's yeah. an hour, an hour and a half one way or an hour, an hour and a half the other way. And then we have the city, so we can kind of get the best of everything. All things, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good setup, I have to say. I, uh, you know, I like I told you, it kind of at the beginning of this, I've been a Western Pennsylvania race to kind of not love our Philadelphia friends, but um, I think the city's probably in a pretty good spot, and I will. I don't totally despise. I mean, there's there's Cleveland and Baltimore; those are more my enemies than anybody. But <laughs> well, you're so always. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. I do want, I do really want to run it because um, there's three or four friends that I found early on my like IG life and they, um, Rachel runs PA and uh, a couple others. Um, I know that she's been, you know, a huge spokesperson for, for that race and she loves that race. And um, I'm sure that there would be plenty of wonderful people to meet up with and, uh, you're one of them. So yeah, I will keep it on my radar. It sounds and- fun. Yeah. Especially the half. We love a half. <laughs> I'm trying to get Todd to, and if his race doesn't mm. shake out, how it should be to come to Philly. Yeah. Be a big weekend. Just saying. Pesky old Todd. <laughs> we love Todd. What can I say? All right. Well, it probably, I mean, it won't be this year, but uh, I'll keep Philadelphia on my radar and, and hopefully we can maybe do some running in uh, in real life someday. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, good luck with everything. I hope Chicago is a great weekend, great experience. And to everything else you've got going on, we look forward to seeing what you do. 